Welcome to Episodes of Television. This is your host, Donald. We are starting a new series today on this uh, this podcast. I talked about it a little bit on the, at the end of the last podcast after I wrapped up Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Just kind to, just to, if I figure out my words, to just briefly revisit that. There was a sketch show called Chewing the Fat with Greg Hemphill and Ford Kiernan. And one of their skits was with two guys named Jack and Victor. Well, I guess they were so popular... I'm I'm guessing at that part. Um, I my understanding is that they were so popular they created a spinoff show called Still Game, and that became a you know just like a sitcom kind of show. I discovered it. Ooh, I don't know, probably 2015, 2016ish on Netflix, and I got through a couple episodes, and then I really started like picking it up and getting into it, and and everything, and it's it's a show I really enjoy watching. They do have different, I don't want to say a different language, I mean, it, uh, they, they have words, like the um, the first episode is flitting. In Scotland, that means to leave one's home secretly to escape creditors or obligations. And they also have things like funeral kitties, which is like, I can't find an exact definition of it, but let's say a woman becomes a widow, a bunch of people within the community would get donations and then bring that to her to help with expenses and whatnot. I've been really looking forward to doing this, and I'm glad we're going to get it started. However, it's going to be a long ride. Nine seasons, anywhere between six and eight episodes a season. They're half-hour episodes, well, you know, 22 minutes without commercials. So it is going to take a little bit of time to get through this, so bear with me. Uh, when I have spare time, I'm going to try to squeeze in some extra episodes. I'm. It's a lot of playing in by ear, looking at my schedule, seeing where I can fit things in, where I can't. It's just going to be a fun little ride. Real quick, I don't know, like, I've seen, like, explosions in my listenings, my listens, and I am up to, like, 480-something, and I just want to say thank you all so, so very much for listening. Um, I would love to talk to all of you. Um, You can email me at epsoftv at gmail.com. What's that other thing? A Discord. I made a Discord. Uh, the link is going to be episode description. I, w- I would love to talk to all of you. I've got a, a general channel, Ed and Eddie, your pretty face, and still game channels. I'm trying to keep the, the discussions of the various shows within themselves. And if you just kind of want to say, hey, I'm so-and-so, I enjoy the show, or whatever, uh, I kind of want to keep that in the general yeah, I, I would I would really love to interact with all of you and just to say thank you again for listening. For those that are newer or don't really know the podcast, 
Um, I started this in 2018 and it was just a few years ago, well, several years ago, like 2013-ish, I had a podcast with a uh, buddy of mine and it got picked up by my college radio station. There were some issues and I pulled the show and then I went into this like, I want a podcast, I want a podcast, I want a podcast, and I couldn't figure out what's a podcast, because um, I listen to How This Get Made, they talk about movies, I listen to last podcast on left, they do a lot of true crime, I listen to just different podcasts, and I was trying to get an idea, and I was trying to do something fresh, uh, No, and I, I know I'm just one guy doing this on his laptop, so I'm not expecting to hit like superstardom. And then it just hit me one day, you know, you watch TV shows, you love watching and re-watching them, and why don't you just pick shows and go through the episodes? You know, just do stuff you like, and if people like it, awesome. If they don't, well, that's cool too, you know? And here I am now, it's uh, February 2021, uh, on the, the, the third series kicking off the third series today and uh just seeing that you know I've, I've had just a bunch of listens recently and yeah like 480 something doesn't sound like a lot but it is a lot to me and i i just i appreciate it all right let's um let's get into it still game episode one series one episode one flitting they don't have, se- I, I think they call their seasons series. Uh, Flitton. We see Jack, played by Ford Kiernan, gardening, and he hears his neighbors Peggy and her husband fight over tea. Um, it's really Peggy yelling at her husband, uh, who are you making this tea for? Is it for your whore? He tries to get out of the house. She grabs him by the collar. and What are you looking at? Morning. And throws her husband back inside and's like, make me a new cup of tea. This show does have a lot of cursing in it. Um, when I did Edda and Eddie, I tried to refrain from the cursing and to start coming out a little bit more with your pretty face, but this is going to be a lot of cursing. The man upstairs throws a cigarette down by Jack. Jack returns it, and then you see a bunch of trash fall on him. And Victor, played by Greg Hemphill, arrives. What happened to you? Uh, nothing. Don't worry about it. You want to go to the pub? Aye. We see Winston, played by uh, Paul Riley. I thought his name was Mark something. You know what? I'm just going to hit this real quick. Fort Kiernan is Jack. Gavin Mitchell is Bobby. Mark Cox is Tom. Jay McCary is Isa. Sanjay Kuli is Navid. James Martin is Eric. Shemshad Akhtar is Mina. I'm probably butchering names. Lynn McCallum is Peggy. Paul Young is Shug. Jake Darcy is Pete the Jakey. And later in later series, Scott Reed plays Methadone Mick. Sandy Nelson plays Chris the Posty. Jamie Quinn plays Fergie. Kate Donnelly plays Francis. Matt Costello plays Stevie. Maureen Carr plays Edith. 
and Bruce Morton in the last couple of seasons plays Sheeting. And that's all I'm going to get into. So Winston, uh, he's with his nephew Joe. Fun fact, this is the only episode we see this Joe character in. He takes Candy into Naveed's store. And he's getting harassed by Neds. Which is like... They're like little punks, basically. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. Uh, Winston's like, hey, take a telling, get out of here, go on, stop bothering him. He says, my boy's a boxer. Kid comes up and hits him in the stomach. Then the kids leave. Naveed and Joe go in. Uh, Naveed pays Joe with a two liter of some kind of soda. Or some kind of two liter drink. I think it's a soda, I'm not sure. Um, Winston invites Naveed and Mina to the boxing match, and Mina says, no, we got this TV show Saturday we're watching, so we're going to do that and not go to the boxing match. And So she speaks in a foreign language, so Naveed translates it, and he says, we have a prior engagement. And then she says, our granddaughter could kick the guy's ass. And he says, uh, we have a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> just uh not hurt his feelings cut back to jake and uh jake jack and victor uh they're walking to the pub uh, the the clansman and they're talking about craigling and they kind of they, they see all these buildings they all look kind of run down and uh they're remembering back to what they said when the community was being developed and uh they switched these back and forth i think jack kicked it off Craig Lang, developing for the future. Then Victor takes over. Craig Lang, modernity beckons. Craig Lang, tomorrow's already here. And then I love it. They both stop. And then they say, Craig Lang, shytol. Uh, they get to talking. And Jack's insinuating that, hey, maybe I should just move in with you. You got an extra room. We're best friends. What's the big deal? Victor... Says I got a bed and a sideboard in there. Well, I think a cleaning department took that out, didn't they? Oh yeah. I got a race car thing set up for my, my little Jamie in that room. He's 30 years old and lives in South Africa. Uh, things are rocky. He'll be back anytime. Uh, Victor just doesn't entertain the thought of Jack moving in with him. Kind of one of those, you want your own space. They see Winston and Joe and say, uh, <laughs> these are some good ones. Uh, Winston's riding a bike and Joe's running alongside him. And they stop and they say, well, they're, they're going to ask us to go to the match. And he's not that much of a boxer. Uh, one says, he couldn't fight sleep. And the other one says, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Which, I'm not, I laughed a lot at that one. Winston and Joe catch up to him, and they're like, yeah, we'll go. And they said, hey, you're just like Picasso, man. What do you mean? He spent a lot of time on the canvas, too. Winston hurries Joe along, and then Winston says he's going to go to the, the, the public pool or something. We get our first inside shot of the Klansman. Two workers come in, and there's Tom. Uh, Tom is very tight-fisted with his money. 
He is very, um, I think frugal's not a strong enough word. He does not like spending money. So he's always out to swindle. He's always out to get a free pint. He's always out to, you know. So he swindles a pint and a smoke off these two workers. And then Jack and Victor come in. And this is a new thing I'm doing for Still Game. It's called Bobby's Banter. Uh, normally in some episodes when... Jack and Victor come in, he goes, oh, look who it is, X and Y, and then they fire back at him. Um, this is not in every episode, so I think that's going to be a little bit fresher than just like every episode I had a favorite quote from Ed and Eddie, I had a favorite scene in every Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Since it's not in every one, it's going to kind of keep it semi-fresh. So Jack and Victor walk in, and he says, oh, here comes Francie and Josie. Shut up, dick. For the millionth time, it's Bobby. <laughs> uh, they do get a lot better than that one. I just like how he says, for the millionth time. Jack and Victor give Bobby a hard time over the, the atmosphere. He says, what would you like? I'd like for it to be warmer in here. i like to see more decor on the wall. i uh, like the piss smell to be gone. Um, I want to bust the 18-year-old in here. I want to come in and not want to hang myself. And he says, to drink. Two pints. Okay. What do you have on your varied and extensive menu? Because, you know, you're hungry. We got pies. Jack looks at him and he goes, pies. They have pies. Oh, well, thank goodness I was getting tired of that lobster thermidor. So it's two pies as they come, and Jack says, yeah, frozen in the middle and red hot, red hot on the outside. So delicious. Jack offers Tom a pie, and Tom's like, yeah, I, I could go with a pie. He says, why don't you come back and get it out of there, and points right up to Victor's ass. <laughs> Isaac comes in. And she is Victor's neighbor in the in Osprey Heights. And he she reminds Victor that their their neighbor, Mr. Hannigan, died. And that the wake was that day. Victor really does doesn't want to be bothered with it. But Jack's like, hey, let's go. I can check out the apartment and then I can get I'll get it and then we'll be neighbors. So then you don't have to come across town to see me. And then we see Winston and he goes into the butcher's and swindles a steak off of the butcher. He says, give me a live chicken so my boy can run around and chase it like in the Rocky movies. He says, well, here's one. Hands him a dead frozen chicken. He'll have a hard time catching that one as it is. And then uh, Winston goes on the spiel about how no one believes in him. And there's no sense of community anymore and blah, 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 blah. The butcher grabs a big old giant steak, wraps it up in a piece of paper and hands it to him and says, put that in him, beef him up. And then uh, Winston goes outside, sees Joe, and he's, uh, Joe says, I'm hungry. Well, we'll go to the Klansman and get you some, uh, get you a plate of chips as <laughs> he stuffs the steak in his pocket. 
Then we see that Victor. Oh, hold on. Uh, Jack and Victor go into Mr. Hannigan's apartment. And Jack is like already scoping out the walls, uh, everything. And Victor has to remind him that the tenant is still there. The body is in the coffin, and that is in this apartment on the landing. I think that's how it works. They say a landing a lot, so I think that means the floor. Um, I don't know if that's a Scottish custom to have a wake in the person's apartment. I'm really not sure. Jack and Victor go in the kitchen, get a plate of snacks, and they drop them off at the coffin, and they measure the room with a tape measure. And they go in, they check out the bathroom. Oh, the, it's this color. We got this kind of a shower. Nice flush action on the toilet. And <laughs> Victor sits down on the toilet. And Jack stands in front of him. And Victor is writing on a little notepad. And he's bobbing his head up and down. And the priest comes in. And he sees Victor's head bobbing up and down. <laughs> and he says, oh, sorry, Father. We're done here. <laughs> And Jack's trying to be like, hey, it's not what you think. But Priest is like, I'm out of here. Nope, not doing this. They happen to look at the door, or Jack does, and he says, there's your bonus ball right there. Peephole. Now you can see who's coming up. So they decide to test the peephole. Uh, Jack goes outside. Can you see me? Can you see me? How about now? And then he comes up. He comes up and he says, I'm a bogus gas man with fake ID. Open your door so I can ransack your hoose. Uh, and they kind of go back and forth. Open the door. No. Open the door, I say. No. This people's been your undoing. And the priest says, can you open the door, please? Oh, oh yeah, sure thing, Father. Opens the door and Jack comes in like he's trying to scare him. And they uh, take the body out. Winston, we see, is in a phone booth, and he's calling someone for a rope for Joe, and he's talking to someone named Lucy, I think, and I, I think he's able to procure one. Well, I know he, I know he is, but I don't remember if he gets it on the phone or if that was kind of like a in-between scenes thing. Jack and Victor go to the council. Um, the way I understand it to be is they go to a, they go to the council they talk to somebody they hey i want to move okay here's our openings uh this apartment this apartment this apartment this apartment this house whatever um they said uh, uh there's an opening up in osprey heights uh mr hannigan's place oh is he dead yes he's dead uh, how long has the apartment been empty half an hour conversation continues and they bribe the counselor worker with five quid. That's another way of saying five pounds. And there's a couple of coins. I'm not sure what they were. He takes the money from him and puts it in this like kid charity thing. And he says, all right, I'm going to get my neck wrung for this. But can you do a flitting and be in there Wednesday? The moving secretly to avoid people knowing about this thing. And that's the flitting. Tom's trying for free cigarettes from Bobby. He says, I put I put a bunch of money in this cigarette machine. It's not giving me anything. 
You don't get cigarettes out of a fruit machine, Tom. I love it when Tom doesn't get his way. He's one of my least favorite characters on this show. And he, he always gets... like He can swindle anybody, anyhow. But when he doesn't get his way like that, I love it. Uh, Bobby's like, hey, you fighting this uh, Drummond fella? Yeah. So, so he tells him a story about how he was dating this girl who knew him. I guess he had a drink and they were coming out of a restaurant and... This guy tried jumping him, so he beat the guy up, and the poli- and the, the police, the police got involved. And then he beat up the cops. And like I think he was just trying to scare this uh, Joe character. And, well, it works because Joe stops eating his his plate of chips, and Tom's like, "Oh, you're done. Cool to me." And Winston brings in his robe, and on the back it says uh, something sauna. And Joe doesn't see that, but Tom and Bobby do. And he says, uh, I wouldn't be wearing that. Uh, Bobby says, I wouldn't be wearing that if I were you. It's bad luck. Why is that? Because everybody that's worn it has been humped. Meaning, you know, yeah. Victor goes to Jack's just in time to empty the fridge. Um, he is supposed to help. Jack, box everything up, get everything ready for the move. But he came after everything was boxed up. They grab a beer out of there. Victor does. And he says, there's no date on this can. Is it still good? Oh, yeah, that was made before they started putting dates on it, so it's still good. And they, they sit in the living room, they talk about Jack's stuff, he's like, you only got six bucks, and, you know, you got a bunch of stupid shit. Jack tells Victor, you know, how he was after his wife Jean died. How just every little thing reminded him of her, and things that she cherished he wants to keep, and uh, things like that. Then Winston, Joe, and two guys show up, and they get the truck loaded, like, they open up the truck, they get everything loaded in a flash. Jack's like, I'm gonna go get him some tea real quick. When he comes he goes in the kitchen, comes out, and he says, What kind of tea you want for halftime? What do you mean halftime? We're done. They get the door shut, uh, Joe and Winston do. And Victor goes up to the guy who's driving and he says, Hey, you know, you're going over this way. Couple, couple roads, hang a right, go down, Osprey Heights, go up 18th floor. Well, the engine won't turn over, so Jack, Victor, Winston, and Joe push the truck to get it going. Then the truck stops, catches fire, it looks like it explodes, but that's when it bursts into flames. Jack is here saying... It's so weird to see your whole life roll away from you on four wheels. And then the the truck caught fire. Then we see Victor's in bed. He's reading. And Jack crawls in and grabs a tin of biscuits and starts eating. Now these are not biscuit biscuits. These are like cookies. Or they look like cookies. 
and we get some credits. Now, here's the thing about still games. You go through the whole episode, and they're like, here's some credits, and then boom, another scene. So we got credits, and boom, here's the next, here's the final scene. It's time for Joe's match, right? Winston's there, Jack and Victor show up, and they're taking all their, their coat, their scarf, their hats off, everything. Uh, the match has started, like, as soon as they get there. Literally, the two sit down, and Joe is knocked out. So then they stand up, grab all their stuff, and that's the end of Still Game, Episode 1, Flittin'. Alright, this episode is called Family. It's like family, but the I and the M are switched. So I think they were trying to spell it how it sounds. Uh, Winston runs into Peggy outside the butchers. She uh, bought all the gidget chops, and Winston's been wanting a couple. He uh, he goes inside the butcher. It's a different butcher this time. Uh, he says, you know, Peggy, just clean me out. You'll have to come in early tomorrow. And we see that Jack gets a nameplate, and he had talked to uh, Winston about a mat, and he gets the mat out, and it says Weklam on it. Switch the C and the L. And uh, Victor points that out to Jack, and Jack gets pissed and flips it over. Victor tells Jack that he's been cleaning all day, Isa's been helping him, because his son John is coming to visit. Now, in the first episode, his name was Jamie, but now his son's name is John, but he's still from Johannesburg, South, uh, South Africa. I almost said South Carolina. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe I almost said South Carolina. Alright, so Victor tells Jack his son phoned him and said, Hey, I'm coming to visit with the family. Jack is very skeptical. He's like, your son's always let you down. Um, every time he says he's going to visit, he bails or has to cancel at the last second. Victor goes into the room and Jack turns on the TV and he turns the volume up. Pisses off the neighbor upstairs. And because the TV was loud and Victor's trying to turn, turn the volume down. He doesn't hear the phone ring, but John left him a message. Uh, said he's not able to fly up, so they're going to Waterloo, then they're taking a train up to see him. Thing is, when he's like, we're taking a train, it's going to arrive at, and then you hear a train. So, Jack says, okay, let's think logically. He's arriving Friday at half two. There it is. It's settled. And he says, okay, how about this? Half three, half four, half five. You silly bastard. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just love how uh, Jack delivers that. They decided to go see Shug, who was in the war. He's He's got, like, incredible hearing. And I'll, I'll get into that later. But they, they hate that he talks about the war all the time. 
but he's the only one that can decipher it. Now we see Winston waking up to an alarm. He turns the alarm off, pulls the covers back, and he's already dressed. And then he's across the street from the butchers, and she's walking up, and they see each other. They both run for the door, and they get stuck in the door. Then she hits him, and he kind of moves back, and she moves forward. And she gets in the shop before he does. When she's like, I, I need I need the gadget chops, I need, uh, uh, uh. And Winston gets in front of her. Oh, you don't know how many gadget chops he has. Well, does he have four? Does he have five? Too bad for you. And all he had to do was turn around and say, wrap me up one or wrap me up two. That's it. That's all he had to do. No. Instead, the butcher flashes a number to Peggy and she goes, I'll take six chops. And he turns around and there's exactly six in the tray. Peggy kind of rubs his face in it. I don't know if we can eat all these. I might have to give the last two to the dog. So Winston is ready to fight her. She says, get a steak ready for his eye. He takes his glasses off. And they're ready to fight. And he slips and grabs her her, uh, sweater. And she falls on top of him. Jack and Victor run into eyes on the street. I think I think they were just outside Shug's place. And she lets them know what happened between Winston and Peggy. And says that Peggy fell on him in the butchers. And Jack says, Jesus, is he dead? I, I suck at accents, so please don't hammer me on that. He says, Jesus, is he dead? And says she says, no, he just broke his arm. He's sitting up in the hospital. Uh, the two get upstairs to Shugs. Well, she she razzes him about the Wecklam mat. They get upstairs to Shugs, and he says, uh, Shug can hear you. No, no, don't worry. He, he can't hear us through the door, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I can. Yeah, they get in there, and Shug says, you hear that? And you hear nothing. He goes, that's enough to drive someone insane. And he never says what it is. So they give him the tape, well, the answering machine and the tape so he can listen to it. He's, like, deciphering it. Like, he goes through all this, and he's like, is this kind of train I can tell by the horn? I was like, what? How the hell? How smart is this dude? He does tell them he's going to hold on to the tape and work with it and try to decipher the audio in it underneath the train horn. And he's got all kinds of stuff set up in his, like, office in his apartment to do this victor and bobby talk about john like how's come i never seen your boy and he says he would never be caught in a dingy shithole like this and they kind of go back and forth on that and jack comes up and he says i called the station this is when all of these trains are due in so they're trying to figure out the train time he says, 6.30 a.m. And Jack says, no, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't be on an overnight train. Why not? When he was younger, he's had a sleepover. And one of those, he says, queeros tried to touch him up. And then he's like, I forget what they said. Then they, he started going the other times. He goes, uh, 1.30, 2.45, 3.34. He says, he wouldn't be on the one thirty either. And Jack looks at him and says, did someone try to touch him up at one thirty two? I forget what he says to that.
there's a lot of conversation here, so I didn't take a lot of notes. Jack suggests a stakeout. Uh, you know, get some food, get, get some newspapers, some blankets. What do we need blankets for? Name one detective that had a blanket. And then Victor starts believing that his son's not going to show. He's starting to... He's starting to think that Jack was right all along, and he's he put his hopes up. Now it's all like crumbling down. Uh, then we see Winston's in the hospital. He this guy says, "Hey, waiting time's right around the corner. You got any family?" No, I got two pals coming up for a visit though. So he's there waiting for Jack and Victor, but they keep drinking at the Klansmen, and they're like, "Oh man, we need some nuts." And then we see Winston waiting, and then they're like, hey, turn the TV on to, to this so we can see the race, because there's a lot of betting in it, uh, betting on like horse races and dog races. And then you go back to Winston, and all these other people's visitors are leaving. He sees two guys that look dressed just like Jack and Victor. It's not them. And then they cut back to the, the Klansmen and Jack... Or, yeah, Jack's like, Winston's something or other. I always back it because it's got Winston's name in it. Then we see that Shug comes into the pub. And he guesses what is in the till exactly. 22 pounds and 60 cents. And Bobby turns around and he starts counting it. And Jack and Victor's like, hey, let us buy you a pint. You know, you can let us know what you found out. And he says, hold on, I'll be getting a free drink here in a second. And Bobby says, 22 pounds, 60 cents exactly, you bastard. <laughs> That's what I mean by this guy has, like, some incredible hearing. Bobby opens the till, the register, and just hearing, uh, you know, when it pops out, the coins kind of jingle there for a second. He guessed the exact amount based on that. That's fucking incredible. He does tell them that his son is slated to come in about 3.30. And they're like, alright, then we'll do the, the stakeout thing. Uh, get there and just kind of wait for him, see him. Then we see that Jack and Victor have gone to see Winston for a late visit. A nurse shows up and says, hold still, it's time for me to give you the shot. But she's not holding like a normal syringe. And Jack and Victor say, hey, it's okay, we'll hold him down. And then Neggy, uh, Peggy comes in as a nurse, and she's holding Gidget Chops, and she says, don't forget his suppository. Um, it's all a dream. And then we see that Jack and Victor get to Central Station at 10 a.m. for a... Did I write that right? Oh, no, Chuck told him 2.30, not 3.30. Uh, they get to the central station at 10 a.m. for a 2.30 p.m. train. Jack goes to get food. I love this scene. Um, instead of sitting there and, hey, what do you want? Do you want a burger? Do you want chicken? Do you want fish? Do you just want a drink? Jack gets all the way over there. And he says, he yells, Victor! What? They go back and forth. What do you want? I'm not minding you pick. But but what do you want? 
they go back and forth, and Jack goes in. It's it's just like a generic fast food joint that you see in like every show. And he comes out, and he got he got uh, Victor a triple burger with cheese and extra bacon, an extra large fry, a hot apple pie, and he says a boxcar jumbo cola. And he has the same thing for himself. And they both eat like a couple of, well, Jack eats a couple of fries and they put all the food next to him. I don't know if they ever actually ate it or if they just tossed it. And he goes, how much was that? Four pound 40. I don't know the rate between US dollars and pounds. But that seems kind of cheap. I mean, I... It may be more. I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I don't know the the uh, the exchange rate. I really don't. I'd have to look it up. But that just sounds cheap to me. For a triple burger with cheese, extra bacon, extra large fry, hot apple pie, and a super jumbo cola. You know, what? I'm gonna look that up right now. So four forty four pounds and forty cents. Um, and this is going by today. I wish I could change the year. Uh, today would be six dollars three cents, uh, United States dollars. So winding that back, he paid like I suck at doing this kind of math. I'd say five pounds and some U.S. dollars for a triple burger with cheese and extra bacon, extra large fry, hot apple pie, and a boxcar jumbo cola. That is ridiculous. Jack says he's bored. They switch newspapers so they can read something different. And then, you know, we keep seeing updates on the clock. 11, 12, 1... Uh, Jack pulls out one of those uh, balls, ball on a string on a paddle, and he's here doing this. And Jack or uh, Victor's like, "Let me try." He can't do it, so he gives it back to Jack. Jack's like, "Okay." Then there's a stranger. He grabs it. He's like, "Okay, I got this." Hands it back to Jack. Keeps doing it. Victor's like, "I want to try again." He can't do it, so he gives it back to Jack, and Jack's doing it. And then he changes up how he does it, like. You'd really have to go watch the episode to see that scene. I, I I don't know how to describe it. He's just sitting there just bouncing the ball. And Victor's just like swinging the paddle around. 2.30 rolls around. The guys are asleep. And they don't wake up until 4. Uh, they're trying to find his son. His son's family. They go up to... Uh, I don't know what they're called. The guys that... They're there. They help people get off the trains and everything. Uh, he says he's seen all kinds of families, but Jack's not specific enough. Or Victor's not specific enough, I mean. So Jack and Victor decide to go back to the landing, and they see that Winston's with Isa, and Winston says, hey, where were you guys? I was laid up in the hospital waiting for a visit. Oh, I had a lot going on. I'm waiting for my son John to come in. Well, where is he? Uh, Jack covers for Victor, saying, oh, they had to cancel at the last second. 
they had something going on, and he's really just trying to hide that his son let Victor down again. Jack decides to confront Winston about the Weckla map because he got it. He he was razzed by Isa, Tom, someone else, and Winston says, "Well." I got something a little bit different for you. And it brings up a home sweat home mat. And we go to the credits. And when we come back from the credits, which are real quick, Jack and Victor, uh, they look like they're sitting in a park. And they see Shug. And they're talking about him and the kind of bread he gets. And then Shug yells at them across the park of what bread he gets. He goes, I got some blessed. It's the best. And that's the end of Family. On the next episodes of Television Podcast, I will be covering the episodes Cold and Corton. You can find the podcast at on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. You can email me at epsoftv at gmail.com. I made a Discord. The link to that will be in the episode description feels good to just kind of sit back and start a new series. I was, my problem is, is I don't know when I'm going to start feeling the burnout. Because like when I did Ed, Ed, and Eddie, I was really feeling it around season four. Like I just, I wanted to be done with it. I wanted to be done with it. So I started doing more and more and more and more. And then I did Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. And I was like... This isn't going to be as long, but I'm already feeling it start to kind of drag, like, in the back of my mind. Like, do I really want to keep going with this? Can I, like, stop and do something different and come back? Um, I'm just hoping that doesn't happen. But, um, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm going to check my schedule and see what's going on, etc., etc. That's all I really got. Um, Again... Thank you all so very much for listening. I appreciate it more than you know. Email me, join the Discord. I would love to talk to everybody. I would love to get fan interaction going on. I think it would be amazing. That's all I really got. If the audio has sounded different this podcast, that is because I am trying a a software that I found, or well, I learned about. I didn't. I didn't found it. Find it. Um, I um, I was watching a couple things on YouTube, and this guy was talking about him. He's from uh, Buzzsprout. So I'm gonna try that. It might give a little bit better um, audio quality. I'm gonna see how that goes, and uh, really just go from there. So remember, you can find the show at Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. You can email me at epsoftv at gmail.com. I made a Discord. Check the episode description for the link. And remember, I'll be covering Cold and Corton, continuing still game, on the next episodes of television.